Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, Crazy Cool Parents, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. And today we get some special guests with us. They're not guests, they're family. That's true, they are family. And it's, well, and they don't, she doesn't have my name anymore because she got married. I would say she upgraded, wouldn't you, Jared? I would say so. <laughs> Legally, I'm actually still a Manning. That's, <laughs> that's different, different conversation. Because they just got married last February. And uh, this February of 2020, so they've only been married a few of months, but they... Um, Almost w- half a year, guys. Mm-hmm. We brought them on. It's time to take the wedding cake out of my freezer. <laughs> we really do need to take that home today. Jared's been asking to try it for yeah, yeah, yeah. months and months. They're doing Whole30 right now, and so you guys could totally celebrate your six-month anniversary and getting off of Whole30 with the cake in the freezer. That the frostbite and cake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what we want. Yeah. But Perfect. that's not why we brought them on the podcast. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we brought them on because um, they both experienced the COVID virus in the <gasps> last few weeks. I feel like we need some serious background music. <laughs> dun, uh, bum, bum, dun. Bum. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You survived. And Wait, so you had what? The COVID? We wanted to bring them on so you can know, you, our listeners, our parents, can know all about it. Mm-hmm. We, we want our listeners to know what it's like to have it, how it's impacted your life. There's, hey, no political opinions here. This is not a Democrat or Republican podcast. And it, no medical advice. We are not doctors. And so we want to go ahead and, you know, yeah, this disclaim is, that. It's literally just, uh, we just wanted to bring them on to interview them about what's happened to their lives last few weeks. And to be honest, I was actually really relieved when Macy tested positive because (laughs) um, you weren't quite as relieved, were you? (laughs) Because it was a terrifying situation and I hadn't known anybody. And I had, I mean, and so there's this big mysterious virus out there that it was affecting people differently. And so I honestly believe that God was gracious enough to allow me to have a child. (laughs) To allow someone else other than you. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't even say if I have or haven't. I mean, to be very honest, I don't don't yeah. even know it feels so mysterious and so ambiguous i don't really even know um but macy tested positive and so that's what we're like okay we have a positive <laughs> test here <Woo-hoo! laughs> and so even as she was sharing all of her um all of the symptoms that both of them had. And as we walked through the virus with her and the days, each day I was just more and more assured, less and less fear went away because I think we have fear in the unknown, but when the unknown becomes known, fear doesn't have a hold on us anymore. And so that's what I want for you guys. I want you guys to listen to their story and their experiences. And hopefully if you have any fear tied up in the unknown of this virus, then their experience will help alleviate some of those fears. Good. So, so first of all, just how did you get exposed? <laughs> so from wait, the wait, beginning. Wait, that really sounds bad. <laughs> how did you get exposed to the virus? <laughs> um, Who are we blaming? No. <laughs> yeah, so um, probably about a month ago. It's been several weeks since this whole thing went down. But we were just close in close proximity with 
family friends, people we worked with, and did not follow the social distancing rules. I, I think the main thing that's out right now is like, do not be within six feet of someone for more than 10 minutes. That's a really easy way to catch any virus or sickness they are carrying. And at different points, I was not following and adhering to those guidelines. And so I was given the virus um, on like a, I think on a Sunday or a Monday. It's, it's really hard to know when exactly you catch it. I think mm-hmm. that's why a lot of people are trying to practice social distancing. But by that Thursday or Friday, I started just not feeling the best. And then by that Sunday, I was having a lot of the symptoms. And over the weekend, just kind of... So probably five days after you were exposed to the virus is when you started experiencing symptoms. Yeah, three to five days. It was... The hardest part about this is that it does feel like a lot of your symptoms are mild and can be explained other ways. So, Like, what does that mean? Like, I had some really sore muscles a couple of the days before I even thought I was exposed or knew I was exposed, and Jared and I had just been working out in our garage. So I just explained it away as sore muscles from working out, not sore muscles from a virus. Right. Or I love to sing in my car. So if I ever wake up with a sore throat, I'm like, oh, man, I just went too hard in my car. You know, I don't ever think, I don't automatically wake up thinking I have the virus, and so... Stuff like that. Felt was it like, sore like you have a fever sore and your muscles are sore or kind of achy? I think people have experienced it that way that I know, but mine really just felt like muscle soreness. And so I never put two and two together that that's what it was. So how did your symptoms develop over the course of the next several days? So the big hitter for me was my family and I got to hang out at a lake for a little while and I woke up the next morning This was after I'd been exposed, after I'd been asked to quarantine. I got to spend a little bit of time safely with my family and woke up so congested. Like my Mm. whole nose just felt so like. But even part of that was you inner tubed. And (laughs) so you pretty much got a nasal cleanse from the lake water, right? (laughs) Itself. And so even that you felt like could have been explained away that yeah, you just. Well, and the whole time I had been told shortness of breath, like fever, those were the main symptoms to look out for, achiness and sore throat. And I was just hadn't put it all together and wasn't I just wasn't thinking that I had it. And so when I woke up and I had lost my sense of taste and smell and I just felt pretty sinus congested, I was like, I think that's something. So might lost be your going sense on. of taste and smell. That's something unusual with this <laughs> virus, it seems. And that happened probably what, about a week after you were exposed? So it would have been, yeah. it, was, it was about seven or eight and was days that the, that was the final symptom? Yeah. I mean, I like literally had sore muscles for maybe a day, sore throat for maybe a day. And then... What about fever? Uh, we didn't have a thermometer at our house <laughs> for that whole first week. So that, I cannot confirm or deny the fever. That wasn't in the wedding registry? No, no. we did not make the cut. The crock pot um, got so over So I ended the... up getting you one. <laughs> yeah, so after we got one. You didn't have a fever at that point. Every time we took it, we had Because then, because no let's fever. explain, because Jared winds up getting the symptoms, what, a, two or three days after you started getting the symptoms? Yeah, it felt like I was on like a almost exactly five-day delay. Five-day, okay. From when Macy was getting it. And did you have the same symptoms that she had? or Overall, I did, but the, the main one that she didn't really get that I got... Like the first symptom I showed was terrible headaches. Yeah. And I've had like two migraines in my life. So I was like, okay, I'm just having another migraine. But it lasted for 
three or four days and just like terrible headaches. I took Advil, Excedrin, <laughs> anything that I could and nothing would would take care of, it would take any of the headache away. But oh. again, explaining wow. symptoms away, when I got it, I was like, I have to start taking care of my body. I cannot put junk in my body, which we'll talk about in a little bit, how to support your immune system. And so I told us to start the Whole30. And so we started this journey of cleansing our bodies, of like detoxing our bodies from bad foods. And so that's what the book said. Like the first couple of days, you're going to have headaches on the whole 30. And so I kept telling him like, it's just because of the diet. It's just yeah, because you're not yeah. eating. So anything. you got the double like, detox virus exactly. whammy. Yeah. So looking back on that, I was like, it was a good idea to try and be healthy. But I think it hit him right at the peak of his virus. So let's talk well, a little bit. Oh, go well, ahead, so I was okay. just going to say, well, I don't know if you were going to say this too, but um, so you tested positive like tell, tell us a little bit about that that experience if you will yeah so as i am receiving more symptoms for lack of a better word <laughs> and i'm cycling and maybe through admitting them, yes and i'm i'm deciding okay i'm not going to this wedding okay i'm not going to this baby shower okay i'm giving up spending time with my family like I'm getting more information from the family friends, from the people I'm around that they had tested positive. And so when I started piecing together the timeline, it was pretty clear that if they had it, I had been around them, so I was exposed. And at that point, it was I felt like it was my job to submit to any and every authority in place and to get tested, not just for me, but for anybody else that I had potentially exposed. And so... I started feeling all the congestion one day and two days later I went and got my test. The weirdest part though is that like the virus really did work through my body. So by the time I got my test results back, I was symptom free. Because that was in the, when you got your test back, it took a few days mm -hmm. to get it back. So you were in the second week after you'd been exposed. Yep. So at the beginning, at the end of the first week, you started showing the symptoms mm -hmm. and you worked through the symptoms during that second week then you got your test back at the end of the second week. Yeah. Well, tell us about the test because I think that if there's all sorts of things going on. You can do this <laughs> test or this test or they shove stuff up your nose or you pick your brain cells out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, my test was pretty swift. I went and got tested at a urgent care clinic. I made an appointment that morning. Actually, I made an appointment. I drove up and like texted them and went through the whole paperwork process. And then I had an appointment like 20 minutes later. So I don't uh -huh. know if they were just slow or what happened, but... I got in, gave them my insurance, my ID, and then they sent me into a doctor's office. I sat there for about a minute. A doctor came in, took my blood pressure, took my temperature, asked me what symptoms I was feeling, and then she got out like a pretty long Q-tip and just had me open my mouth and stick my tongue out. So she just swabbed the inside of my mouth and like oh. the back of my throat. No, it wasn't in your oh, nose. Okay. wasn't in my nose. Really? Okay. But Jared's was. I was about to say, Jared, <laughs> you're in. Tell us yeah. about your experience. Yeah, so I went and got tested. After Macy tested positive, I went ahead and set up a meeting for me to get tested. And same scenario. I, I called the, um, the same, same, place. same urgent care place. Yeah. yeah. And they actually had like completely filled up, so I couldn't get in for three or four days. Oh wow! And so I was just waiting. My symptoms were, symptoms were actually getting worse, um, kind of by the day. They never also really got whole terrible. So also thirty. So also thirty. Not yes. helping. <laughs> yes, um, but my test it was interesting. I went to the same place, and they did a, a nose swab on me, and they just barely swabbed a little Q-tip in each of my nostrils, and were like, "Okay, you're good to go." And so it didn't feel like they really did anything to me, but supposedly that's the test that most people are getting. And then when you got your results back, what were those? Mine were negative, actually. Oh, 
bum bum bum. But she, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once again, we need the dramatic yeah. music. And so that I just feel like is craziness that living in the same house for sure have the same sickness. For sure, there's no doubt that it yeah. was the same thing. And that your bodies responded so differently. I mean, we even kissed when I was sick. (laughs) So, like, I mean, that's what my parents always told me. That's how you pass on germs. You know, holding hands and kissing is dangerous. Probably for more than 10 minutes. And I did it. Like, with him multiple times. I know it's okay. you let her, knowing she was positive? Oh, yeah. I was going to go down together. He he initiated. (laughs) And so I just think that just, you know, no, to I do think that some of the testing, I just think they're overwhelmed, honestly. I mean, with mm-hmm. with the testing. And so maybe, like you said, they didn't get a thorough test. They didn't get in there deep enough or whatever. But I had never even heard that they were doing a throat test. So that's even new to me as well. Yeah. yeah and uh, it was interesting, too, because the day I got my results was the day I lost my like sense of taste and smell. And I tested negative. So that's where all the confusion kind of started for me, too. It's like, did I ever actually have this or or not? Or did I test too soon and the virus hadn't developed enough yet? Because, I mean, like we said, he was feeling about five days behind me. But what if he was seven? Or what if he was eight? And you can test negative and then three days later the virus show up in your body enough for a positive test. Well, then you know somebody who's tested positive four times now, right? That that, that was on your same team that got it from the same person Yeah, exposed the same time as me, has had zero symptoms, and has had multiple positives tests and has not experienced one ounce of COVID sickness. It is, it's such a spectrum that it makes sense why people are fearful and uncertain how to answer mm-hmm. basic health questions mm-hmm. because it feels like this virus is so different for every person. Right. And right. the timeline is so different too. So you're now quarantined because well, you needed to be oh away man. from work. And so, and you're also doing the you're doing things for your immune system as you're there. Mm-hmm. What is all that like? What is total quarantine when you're cooped up in your house? Or maybe you were. I don't know if you ever went anywhere or whatever. <laughs> but what, what does that look like? What did that look like for you guys for the for the several days? And how did you try to fight the virus? Yeah, so we took a pretty all-natural approach. We drank a lot of vitamin C or emergency We drank a lot of herbal teas. We diffused oils in our bedroom and put it on our feet, in our backs before we went to bed. Down your spine. Down my spine, yes. And I mean, we would take Advil if we felt like our heads hurt too bad, or for me it was muscle soreness if I wanted some relief, but we didn't do any sort of like prescribed medication or anything like that because of where we were both at and how mild the virus was for both of us. The doctors we went to, they didn't even ask if we wanted to be prescribed anything. I remember in my appointment, I asked the doctor, I said, is there anything that I should be taking or anything you should give me for this? And she said, if you don't have any like coughing or any sort of like um, nostril you know, mucus, anything mm-hmm. like that. She was like, there's nothing I could give you like a Z pack. So the doctor but... said, just write it out. Yeah. She basically. was basically, she evaluated me in the five minutes she was in there. And that was her parting words was like, you're healthy. You're going to be great. Don't worry about right. it. You mm-hmm. know, she's like, drink a lot of water and rest. 
don't go anywhere. Those were like really her only words. And then you added to it, and we're not doctors here. We're just, it's just what you guys did. But I mean, you added vitamin C into Mm -hmm. it. Just, you know, again, just to kind of help your immune system, try to strengthen that and the oils and everything, just trying to do everything you could to make your immune system as strong as possible. Yeah. And we did slow down a lot. Like he took off work and I was working from home for part of it, or I wasn't working at all. And we both just went to bed every single night. We would take walks to help our lungs if they weren't feeling super strong or we just really did slow down took it easy ate well pumped ourselves full of vitamins and so that was one of the things that you told me that I thought was fascinating is that you said that you felt it in your lungs which Mm -hmm. is what is hitting a lot of people really hard yeah and so what is it that you guys did um like you said something about going outside or so just kind of explain how you So that was probably the biggest reality check for me with this whole virus is like you were saying, it was out there. The virus was for someone, but it hadn't hit me at home yet. And so when I would walk up the stairs and this was, I didn't even feel this symptom until after I got my positive test, after I felt like I was asymptomatic, I could not breathe. Like Mm. there was something in my chest it didn't really feel like fluid, it just felt like heaviness. And walking upstairs, it was hard to breathe and carrying groceries inside. When we finally went back to the grocery store, it was immediate out of breath. And that's when everything- This was two weeks after you'd been exposed. Probably so, a week, yeah. Well, because oh, you had yeah, already tested- two weeks after I was exposed. Exactly. Yes, yes. Um, a week after I was done, I mean, towards the end of having any symptoms. Right. And that's what scared me, mm-hmm. is that there was something in my body that had created a weakness in my lungs and I I didn't even know what to do about it and so some of the things that we did is we would walk around our neighborhood and that's that's when what I was saying the reality check for me because the humid air is what helped break up anything that was left over in my lungs Mm -hmm. and so it was a realization for me that if people were to get this in the fall when there isn't human or the winter air, when it's dry and cold yeah, that's where i can see this being a bigger problem than it even is now and so we we even like would just i would just take a hot shower just breathe mm-hmm. in the hot air or do anything i could drink hot tea and you know just inhale it because that warm air was kind of the saving grace for me for getting my lungs back to normal and i don't think there's any long-term permanent damage to them but that was definitely the scariest part did it affect you that your lungs is that way too it did yeah and i I think that that was actually one of the first symptoms that i had like after the headaches kind of subsided a little bit i think the shortness of breath breath was one of the first things that i experienced where Mm -hmm. i kind of knew like hey i think i actually have this virus but i think going on walks while it did like kind of wind me a lot faster than i ever would just going on a walk i think it actually like really made me feel better just getting outside the apartment maybe it was just because i felt cooped up i don't really know what it was but It felt like it kind of like stretched my lungs out a little bit, just getting moving. Um, but it was, that was probably the scariest part for me too. It's just, I've never really had trouble breathing before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, this is a little terrifying if it were to get any worse than it is right now. Like I can deal with this symptom. Yeah. But if it gets worse, I, it, it would scare me. Yeah. So. And like if you're just sitting there, like right now, if we were just sitting here and we were having shortness of breath as a symptom, we wouldn't really know like the more stationary you are, I don't think you would actually know. It's an, it's not until you got up and walked around or picked up something heavier than your body weight that you were like, 
oh wait, I'm like having a hard time getting a full breath. And I think a lot of people who get sick, that's the first thing they do is they lay down. Oh, I need to take a nap. Oh, I need to sleep. Oh, I need That'd to watch me. a movie. <laughs> and it's like, we did all of those things, but we also made sure we got up and walked around or did stuff got to help circulate our lungs. went outside. Yeah, that's so good. So let's move in the quarantine aspect from a little bit from the physical part to the mental, spiritual part, mm. and you know you're isolated from people. Uh, you even missing mentioned things. You, missing things. You even activities. mentioned a little bit of uh, kind of a felt ostracized a little bit. So talk about that a little bit. What were y'all feeling as like you you had leprosy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So right after I got tested, I came by my parents' house actually, and stayed in my car and Maddox brought me out a couple things that I had asked for. The thermometer that I ordered for yes, since that's you didn't have one. <laughs> the thermometer and he even gave me like a really encouraging note just being like hey you're not alone in this you know sibling date as soon as you know you're done and out of the woods and I just told him I really did feel like this virus specifically has a, a spirit around it yeah. of like unclean. Like, I don't know a better way to describe it, but when the lepers were cast out of the city in the Bible, people would not affiliate with them. They did not have meals with them for sure, but oftentimes they would walk further away from them just in case they were going to spread the disease onto and them. afraid of it, yeah. And that didn't happen in a physical way because people were already socially distancing and we didn't go out a whole ton or try and socialize and... It definitely felt that way for me mentally and spiritually. Like the things that I wanted to do, the places I wanted to go, I was not good enough or I was unclean and couldn't go. And so that was definitely a, a big thing for me, probably harder than actually physically getting through the virus was that mental, something's wrong with me, I'm off, I'm not accepted or loved or valued in this moment. Wow. And it is it is quickly deteriorating my identity and how I see myself. And the more and more and more days I'm stuck in my apartment, the more and more and more attacked I feel, the more unclean mm. I feel. And that was shocking to me because I would consider like my identity in Jesus something that I stand up on. And so to have that rattled over a no sense of smell or taste is ridiculous <laughs> but it really was a mental i mean i broke down and cried multiple times that week over the course of those couple weeks and really did struggle with believing I, I am who god says i am simply because of what society put on me you've tested positive you're unclean you're not accepted in our grocery stores you're not accepted in the church yet because you work there and we need you to be cleared like there was a lot of things that got rattled in me when it came to identity for this virus. And it wasn't necessarily anything that some nobody was really mean to you or, you yeah. know, that wasn't that. It was just the whole society. It was really the effect of the whole society of how everybody's dealing with it. Well, and that's why I say spirit. Because <clears throat> right. you can't always see what's happening in the spirit world. Oftentimes you can't, but your soul knows and yeah. your heart can feel it. And the pressure that... And I don't want to be over spiritual, but it did feel like a, an element of darkness, like mm -hmm. the darkness that you feel that's surrounding this virus. And there's a thousand things that the darkness is creating, the fear, the anxiety, the worry, Isolation, the unknown, separation. the yes. yes. Well, I think that speaks things. to so many people, yes. you know, the, the vast, vast majority of people have not had the virus. 
And so, you know, it just means that we, it's, it, we need to be sensitive to those people who have had it and, and be particularly sensitive to what they're feeling because and you, know, you can't, it, it's hard to include them. You can't invite them into your home or whatever, but you can do what Maddox did. You can encourage, you can yeah. give a note, you know, and just really make sure that we... A text we, message, an email, yeah. a voice memo. There's so many things that, I mean, and a lot of times people don't know that you have it until you come back. You're like, oh, we've been for a couple of weeks, and it's like, oh yeah, vacation, nope, COVID. It's like, people don't always know your life as well as you do, and so if you disappear for a couple of weeks, it's really telling of who notices that you're there. But yeah, a text message or a word of identity, a verse, like goes such a long way because there's just a lot of attack happening in that season and truth is really powerful. Well, and I was even gonna say, Jared, you're, I feel like your business really took care of you mm-hmm. in the middle of all that. Like what some of the things, Macy just keeps telling me, mom, Jared's company just gave us a, a, a gift hub gift card. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, and so what is Free it? Free massages, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm waiting no massages for them. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> A vacation, <laughs> no. And so what is some of the things that, I mean, did you feel isolated like that as well? Did you feel taken care of by your company? What did, what are some of the things you felt in all of this? I think it was a combination of both. I mean, I felt very taken care, taken care of by my company because they, they ended up giving me eight days paid time off that wow. didn't come from my PTO balance. So a lot of companies aren't doing that. So maybe yeah. just even more grateful for my job than I already was. Um, and then, yeah, I got a letter, uh, yesterday from the head of HR that said, Hey, we're thinking about you and your family during this time. Here's wow. a Grubhub gift card, you know, <laughs> wow. order some food for your family. Wow. I'm um, on fidelity. So yeah, that was super cool that they so, went those extra steps out of the way. So, but, you know, some of our, parents, so I our, love that though. If you're a business owner and your employees right. get COVID, go out of the way and do something and love them. We have a, a family that have been tested positive for COVID. And so we, um, Molly and I went to the store and bought a whole basket full of toys for their kids because they're stranded in the house for the next two weeks, can't go anywhere. Yeah. And so to do, I mean, to love that. I mean, I don't know what I, I would have even thought to do that if Macy hadn't said, Mom, you abandoned me. You said you were going to take care of me. It was a low moment in my quarantine. (laughs) Hung up on my own mother on the phone. I was so mad. It's all right. I didn't know she was hanging up. I thought her phone died. (laughs) She's believing the best. I was really glad that Jared was there to take care of all the tears. (laughs) But it is really real. And I think we both experienced the the mental sickness, honestly, that can come with this along with the physical. And I mean, we've, like we said at the beginning, are newly married, but a lot of feelings came out too. And like a lot of, I need you. Why aren't you doing this for me? Or (laughs) stop doing this for me. I'm a grown woman or man. It's like, (laughs) there was a lot of that too. Just high emotions specifically for me. I I really did feel so rattled emotionally and mentally. On top of trying to figure everything out. On top of trying to, yeah, the physical part. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up here, uh, anything else you guys want to tell our parents about the coronavirus or anything they, you know, anything we missed here uh, that that you would give advice to them and either having it, but it sounds like to me also dealing with people who might have it or, you know, or experiencing it. Yeah, I would just encourage anybody man woman mom dad kids whoever's listening even if you're a single person that the biggest lesson i learned from all of this is 
my opinions and my feelings, my thoughts, my emotions, they're all valid. What I'm experiencing is real to me. And mm-hmm. so it is real. And it may be different from other people, but it's valid and it's real. Just because what I'm experiencing feels real and is valid, it doesn't make it the most important thing in the world right now. And I felt so self-focused in my sickness and I really, it wasn't until I was not sick anymore that I realized, oh, other people are out there. Oh, other things are happening to other people. It's like I became so self-absorbed that I stopped thinking with a missional lens or a Mm. hope-filled lens or a Jesus-focused lens. And so that would be my biggest encouragement. If you're, wherever you are on the spectrum, if you're full of fear and you're just processing the day in and day out, if you're full of faith and you believe that your family's untouchable, it doesn't (laughs) matter where you are, your opinion is valid and there are people out there that need to be loved on. There are people out there that need to be taken care of and encouraged and built up and whether they test So don't let your opinion get in the way. Yes, whether they tested positive or not, you're not the judge. You're called to love and take care of them. And a lot of my preferences had to be set aside because I'm not the most important thing in the world. The people are and loving them and taking care of them and honoring them any way I can Mm -hmm. is how I want to live my life. I don't want to live it for me. I want to live it for other people. That's good. Yeah. um, I think like what Macy was saying earlier about people losing their identity during this virus, I mean, you really do kind of feel unclean and it's easy to believe the enemy speaking Mm -hmm. into that and kind of bring you down. But whether people out there that get the virus love Jesus or not, like their identity is being shaken and they're feeling less clean or unclean or feeling less than or not human. So like she said, like small encouragements, um, reaching out to people that you know that have it just go a really long way um, and just fighting that and if you if you do love jesus you know just remember your identity and letting god speak into that to kind of bring you back to to where you actually are and not what everyone's telling you yeah so good macy as the one who tested positive (laughs) for the virus i have the authority (laughs) yes so why don't you pray for our families in dealing with the virus and then we'll close Yes, Jesus, we invite you into every household, every car, every set of headphones that's listening right now, Jesus, that you are the center of our lives, that you conquered sin and death and everything that falls under the dominion of darkness. And so we, as your people, have not been given a spirit of fear, but one of power, one of love, and one of a sound mind. And so I, I speak out over the virus, love peace, a sound mind, that there would be families that are experiencing chaos that would experience peace, that there are families that are experiencing division in their homes and they would experience clarity and wisdom and a sound mind. God, that we would just say to the enemy, stop talking, stop speaking a language of fear, and we would speak one of love and peace, not just to our own hearts, but to the hearts of the people around us. Jesus, would you bring healing and protection protection over every single family that is feeling sick or under the weather, whether it's COVID-related or anything else, would you just speak healing into every single household? And God, would you just remind us that we're on a mission, that we are here not just to live for ourselves, but to live for other people. 
And so we choose to trust you and trust your plan over our opinions and our preferences. We believe in you, Jesus. In your name, amen. 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 And thank you guys so much for bearing your souls, physically, (laughs) mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all those things, and being real with our parents because really helps, I think, to do that. And parents, you may have some other questions for them. If you do, uh, just email us, info at crazycoolfamily.com, I-N-F-O, info at crazycoolfamily.com, and we'll forward that on to Macy and Jared and let them respond to that. And other than that, we hope this has really helped you. Remember, we this isn't a medical deal. This isn't a political deal. We're just sharing experiences. No doctors were involved in the making of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> or politicians. Yeah. Yeah. No politicians were harmed in the making of this podcast. Um, so I uh, hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, check out our further resources, crazycoolfamily.com. Go be crazy, parents. Crazycoolfamily.com.